Hello, and welcome back to the After Ellen podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Jocelyn McDonald, and today I'm joined by Rachel Van Nortwick. Rachel is the founder of a new dating app called Vinally, which matches you t- based on your Spotify streaming preferences. So this is a good one for all you music-loving ladies out there. So Rachel, um, this when I heard about this, I was so excited because I've been on all the apps. I've been on every type of OkCupid and Her and Lex date, and I have never, um, I, I, I am a musician myself and I love music and I always connect with women based on music. So the fact that there wasn't already an app like this in the market, was just such a revelation. So exciting. So tell, tell us, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah. So, um, I am not a musician, but I am a passionate, um, music fan, um, always like, I mean, I have so much, um, uh, respect and a, a little bit of envy for anybody who actually is musically talented. So that's very cool. Um, but for me, you know, I, um, uh, was somebody who just was drawn to music from a young age and started listening to, you know, like my parents' records when I was like, you know, five or six. And then obviously developed my own sort of music tastes and started going to concerts, um, stuck at a house when I was like 15 to go see the dead and, um, <laughs> uh, got in trouble. Um, but, um, long story short, you know, I really got into bands and what other bands influenced those bands and, um, you know, just sort of, I don't know, became a, a, a just really like a music junkie. Um, and so, um, I saw my friends and family, um, on like dating apps, um, where they were just like perpetually swiping, you know, and these same people like me were huge music fans and, um, you know, music in other dating apps is definitely like, you know, um, you know, is part of the conversation. Some dating apps have, you know, um, a link to Spotify, but it's not the matching criteria. Um, it's not the forefront of the app. And there are obviously, I mean, in, uh, the U S alone, there's, you know, like over like 40 million, um, Spotify, uh, users and, you know, we're, there's, so many uh, reasons that music is um, a good sort of um, barometer for for um, making matches. And so I just didn't want, you know, I wanted to fill that void and I wanted to create an app that was based on um, data as well. So as you mentioned, you know, we use your Spotify uh, uh, streaming history, but then we also ask you just a few qualitative questions about, you know, how important music is to you, favorite bands, things like that. And that's it. So there's no like superficial bios or anything, you know, where you can kind of position yourself, the music is what positions you. And so for, for me, that was really important. That makes so much sense. I put a poll on the After Ellen Twitter beforehand, Ah, and I saw that about two thirds of respondents said that music wasn't a deal breaker for Mm -hmm. them. And I think like, you know, in theory, that's maybe true. Like if you were to ask me, would I not date a woman because she wanted to play Dave Matthews band while we were in bed together. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would be like, no, that's no, that's not a deal breaker. I mean, what other qualities does she have? But then, but then like when you break up and you're like tallying up all the things that it wasn't going to work out because of, and you think like, yeah, she did pull out Dave Matthews band the first time we were in bed together. What the fuck was that? Like, You know what it was? It was a red flag. And I should have right. seen it then. Should have seen right. it then. 
I know it's hard to catch those sometimes though, when you're so, you know, you're, you're in love. Um, and, and, you know, you, you also have the opposite of that. I remember being in bed with a woman who I thought I had pretty much nothing in common with other than the sexual attraction and, um, dreams by Fleetwood Mac came on and we we both looked into each other's eyes and sang every word of it to one another and it was like yeah we're in love obviously yeah right 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 now (laughs) as of this moment we're in love (laughs) I mean music is powerful that way either yeah either you know a magnet towards or a magnet away um and you know I think that's fair look um we're not setting out to be like you know, Tinder or, or Hinge or Bumble or even her, you know, at the, at the moment, right. We know that we are definitely, um, you know, targeting people where music is a deal breaker, right. Mm -hmm. It's not even necessarily like that you have to like the same bands or even the same genres. It's also like, how do you feel about music in your life? You know? So like if you're with somebody who's like not into music and you are, that's not, you know, that's probably like the, the biggest sort of issue there, right? Like if you like to go see concerts and they're like, you know, I really don't like to be out in crowds or, um, you know, I want to be the DJ always and, you know, in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, like things like that, which happen, you know, um, you know, to people who are into music, like that is the kind of thing where like slowly over time, if you start having a passion about something over here and you can't bring your partner with you, you know, that actually is where things can happen. And music's one of those things, right? Totally. So um, yeah, for people where it's like part of their identity, which for some people music is, or you just want to know you have somebody who's like gets psyched up about songs and, and gets excited, then it's, you know, it's something you want to think about. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the, um, barriers for entry for someone who's never actually downloaded the app and tried it yet, they might think that if they um, don't have the same music taste as someone, mm-hmm. then they will not, um, the, the other person wouldn't be open-minded toward them or they wouldn't accept them. And I think one of the exciting things about new relationships is when someone gives you the gift of their musical tastes and you know you you always thought that uh you know drake was uh too popular and very silly and then all of a sudden you're dating someone who's like a huge drake fan and you're like honestly there's some merit here this is these are good these are bars (laughs) i get it yeah so you know i downloaded the app and i um started seeing seeing it exactly that way thinking like what a great opener for a conversation tell me why you like this song or why this uh you know is the kind of music that you couldn't live without Mm -hmm. so tell us a bit more about those uh, matching criteria because they're they're super cute one of the questions asked is your first concert another like i just mentioned was what kind of music could you not live without Mm -hmm. tell us a bit more about those criteria yeah, so it's just sort of trying to get at like, yeah, like your music DNA, you know, mm. so, so, you know, your streaming history is one thing, right? So you, the streaming history are like your top tracks that you've been streaming. And there are some people who are like, you know, um, I was in this, you know, phase of listening to like Ariana Grande or something. And like, that's not who I am. How do I, how do I like override this? <laughs> 
which is the answer, you know, the answer to that is you just like stream more of the music that you think is you, whatever that is. Right. Um, although I always say like, look, like, you know, maybe your guilty pleasure is Ariana Grande. Like, don't you want to be like authentic about yeah. like, what the person you're going to be? But whatever. Don't you right? want to be accepted for how much you love Ariana Grande? If right. you, if you don't love me at my Ariana Grande, then you can't exactly. have me at my you know, James Taylor or whatever. music. Yes. No, like you, yes. I think that that's fair, but I also understand that maybe like in phases you kind of, you know, let people know you're into your inner music um, you know, pleasures, I guess. But, um, yeah, so we just wanted to kind of get at, you know, what, um, you know, what about music, um, makes sense to someone is like who, you know, who they are. Um, we also ask, you may have noticed like sort of how important is music to you? Um, you know, so maybe for some people, like certain bands are important to them and then they're good, you know, to not be, you know, they have other hobbies, other interests, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe they don't like to go to concerts that frequently. And honestly, also on the app, maybe you're just looking for a concert buddy. You know, you're not even. Yeah, that's legit. A serious relationship. Right. And so we try to give, you know, people those options. We are a dating app. Like we are 100% a dating app. However, we also realize that, you know, people may want to ease into something and like start out with a concert buddy. And then, you know, maybe that changes or maybe it, maybe it doesn't. But you know, we present a way for you to find people who are like-minded about music. And then, like you said, you can actually like click on their playlist and see what they've been listening to. And at worst case, you know, discover some, some new music from somebody who you've been matched with. That's not, you know, a terrible experience for an app. Yeah. So um, tell us a bit about your love history. Have you, have, have you ever met somebody at a con- concert or... <laughs> have you had a concert buddy turn into a love? Um, so, you know, I have had, obviously had um, a few relationships um, and music's important to me, as I said. So um, I have um, dated people in the past where they have different music tastes than me, mm. um, but we're still passionate about music. And I actually tend to gravitate towards um, people who have an eclectic mm-hmm. taste in music because I do as well. So that's another thing that comes up in the app, like, oh my gosh, you know, no one's going to match with me because I am just all over the map with music. Like there's nobody that is like me that likes, you know, um, hip hop, you know, or nineties R and B, but also like, you know, uh, uh, hard rock ballads. And then also, you know, um, uh, like indie folk. Mm. But actually, like, that's most people. Most people (laughs) like, you know, um, a broad variety of of music. So that's exactly what we try to do, too, is not um, have the algorithm be too one-to-one and too literal where you have to like the same exact artist or the same song. So, um, yeah, for me, I I definitely – music is a deal breaker. So Uh it's it's not that you have to like the same music that I like, but you have to really like music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you come home immediately, you heat up the record player. It's time. Yes, I do. Yeah, I have. I have a, like a you know a really cool record player that I like spent time researching. <laughs> you know, wanted to make sure that um you know I I had that dialed in, and I have you know a good collection of records. Um, I also um, am perfectly happy to listen to uh, music like on my like cheap Spotify. 
she found it um, stereo in my car. Yes, and yeah. I have I have um, Spotify and I have Apple Music. Um, I'm equal opportunity, you know. Um, I, I think you can find really great music in a lot of places. And so, yeah, for me, it's less about the medium. Some people are are definitely audiophiles and and really really get into sort of um, all of the components and and um, you know having sort of the best systems, um, and that's cool too. You know, like a high fidelity situation. A high fidelity situation. I'm kind mm-hmm. of more like you know I can see past a lot of that <laughs> and just to get in touch with the music, even if it's like not the best um, setup. But yeah, no, there's always music going in my life. Even in my own brain, when there's not actual music going, there's music going. So what is your record collection like? Are you the kind of person that likes to pick through old vintage records? Are you? Do you get new records on vinyl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I do, you know, um, I had tapes, I had CDs. And so now I find myself like replacing the CDs and tapes I had like as a child, like with the records, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like, especially ones where I'm like, oh my gosh, this was such a like incredible record for my youth. Like, for example, um, I just bought, you know, Janet Jackson um, Rhythm Nation record the other day. I bought In Excess Um, you know like I'm just like revisiting the past but then I will actually go out if there's yeah the new record comes out or a new um, album comes out I'll go pick it up on a record if I like it um so yeah I have but then I have a ton of like classic rock records and like I've like revisited the records that I first got into um when I was a kid and yeah so a good a good mix and I think that's I mean, I think that's a good way to go. You know, you want to kind of have different records for different moods. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, vinyl was one of my early quarantine hobbies. In addition to uh, making instruments, I made a banjo early in quarantine. And, um, you know, other people had their sourdough. um, And I got into vinyl and making instruments. And I also found the CDs that I had burned from fucking high school back when Kazaa was obviously illegal but but before we felt bad about stealing music from our favorite artists so I found all these burnt CDs I'm getting really into CDs again um mostly because it's just hard to find vinyl for a lot of the um the like early millennial artists like that were you know like the strokes and um, bright eyes and these bands that meant a lot to me between senior year of high school and you know college. Yeah, um, those are those are hard to find on vinyl, but abundant um, on, on CD. But um, yes, I think that uh, anybody that I date is going to have to be pretty excited to to pick out the tunes. Um, pretty much like uh, whenever we're not sleeping. There's music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I think music is a great soundtrack, you know, for your life. And, you know, can, I think it's gotten a lot of people through the pandemic, you know, either just sort of like comfort, um, yeah, making, making music, um, you know, yeah, nostalgia, like back to when you listen to live music, like back to when, you know, we could go to concerts and stuff. So Remember, um, when. <laughs> remember when except they are coming back and i don't know if you you, you mentioned the strokes um but they are headlining uh, oh. outside lands which is oh. a music festival in san francisco in 
uh, Halloween weekend in October. Oh, that's awesome. Is that your area, San Francisco? Um, no, I'm based out of Phoenix. Oh, um, really? No way. But I will travel for concerts. Yes. So. I'm actually flying into Phoenix on Sunday. I'm, I'm having a little Southwest vacation oh, for the month of May. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Beautiful. Never been to oh. the Southwest at all. Wow. Yeah. Well, great. What made you decide to, to come uh, this way? You know, it was, um, I was um, playing banjo around a campfire with some friends and I had mentioned that I'd never seen the Grand Canyon and all these other things that I, you know, hadn't done, but now couldn't do because of the pandemic and, and, you know, everything being shut. And my friends were like, how the hell have you not seen the Grand Canyon? Like, are you crazy? Like, that's a bucket list item. And Mm -hmm. if there was ever an event that proves to you, you know, that you should, you should start checking shit off the bucket list now, (laughs) not when conditions improve. It's, it's the pandemic. So uh, I'm doing Grand Canyon and Bryce Canyon and Zion National Park, Arches, Lake Powell. Um, Yeah, I'm really pumped. So, um, but uh, that's a fun diversion. Uh, Diversions are pretty much the, um, the theme of this podcast. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you about was, have you heard from any couples who've met through Vinally? So we um, have not heard per se, of, you know, hey, um, you know, we're getting married. Um, you know, we met on Vinally, but we are able to sort of see, you know, that there are a lot of people that um, connect and message and pull in the concerts and, you know, per, you know, uh, in theory, go out and, and go meet each other. And then after that, you know, we, we, we just hope things work out great and that our job is done, you know, yeah. <laughs> open the door, you know, there's a lot more relationships obviously than, you know, um, uh, sort of the music component. You still have to like each other. And so we, <laughs> we get that. Um, but you know, um, we assume at some point we will hear kind of, Hey, you know, you guys were the, catalyst for you know us and we're super happy and that I mean even just to know that like the progress that we've seen and the amount of people who have jumped on the app and and started having these cool music conversations and then like took it to the next level that's fantastic for us the app is free so there's like no you know barrier really it's on Android and iOS now we launched Android in February so it's like kind of I think a good one to add to your arsenal. Mm -hmm. We're trying to stay humble about it. I mean, I think that um, most people are on multiple dating apps. um, You gotta be mixed up. And and I get that. And and so for us, we just want to be the go-to for like, you know, really like sort of in-depth, like deep conversations that you can have that are just not focused superficially, but more on like what really gets you, um, excited and interested and, and music's a powerful thing for that. Yeah, absolutely. And the app is still in its early days. So a hundred percent. Yeah. We, you know, um, back in the day, I mean, I have a ton of respect for, um, you know, Bumble and, and her story. Um, and so, you know, we, we do kind of, um, this is, you know, probably like, um, paying myself too much of a, a compliment, but as a female, <laughs> You know, I try to think about like her early days and, um, you know, we have had a lot of really positive PR and good traction this year during the pandemic. And um, we haven't really like marketed 
the app yet. And so um, we're going to start doing that. And, and so far, it's just been word of mouth. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we're, we're kind of like a scrappy team and growing and we're trying to continue to make the app better in terms of like what insights and what features would people want to be able to connect with music. So we're very open to, to sort of feedback from, from users and, and all of that as well. Can you give us any hints about what those might be? Yeah. So, I mean, um, right now, as you mentioned, we are dependent on sort of Spotify as the, just mm-hmm. at least the intro in terms of the um, music data. Um, but we're well aware that there are other music service providers and that some people don't actually like stream music at all. Right. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, and I, I don't really. And musicians, you know, um, obviously have, you know, sort of strong feelings. Um, and so Spotify is awesome. I mean, it does have a wide um, uh, base and there are a lot of people that really like it just because they can have a free service and it can do pretty much what they want. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of artists on there. But for people that like, you know, they have um, their just uh, uh, loyalists to Apple, for example, mm-hmm. or or people who are like sort of more into, um, you know, certain musicians and following them like SoundCloud, you know, makes sense. So long story short, we're going to diversify as well as create our own music profile generator. So basically Ooh. like anybody who is a music fan, however you, however you enjoy your music, you can come in and, and um, uh, create that music profile and then match with anybody else that would, you know, no, like no matter what music um, service provider they're using. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Additionally, you know, we will um, expand um, outside of the U.S. So we, um, you know, obviously this is a global sort of, you know, uh, u- universal um, appeal in music. And and so that's on our roadmap as well. Yeah, it would it would be such a cool function if in the same way that the when when you travel with Tinder, you pop up yeah. in localized search for people who are you're nearby. And so if you know, if you happen to be in Phoenix, um, then you'll start seeing Phoenix people. Uh, it would be so awesome if you were like, traveling abroad or something. And you're like, I don't know what to do in Puerto Vallarta. I'm not from here. And all of a sudden, you know, you could, like you said, batch with concert buddies. Mm-hmm. And who knows if it becomes a friendship or anything, but to not go to a random concert alone in a foreign country mm-hmm. would feel awesome. You'd be like, you know, you'd feel like a local. Totally. I mean, you can pull the app up now in Puerto Vallarta and you can pick your city and you can, you know, you can use the app. Just that the problem is it, it may be very lonely for you because we've not, we've not you know, expanded there. And if you yeah. don't know, know English, you know, you may not you may not find the app easy to use. Um, but but yeah, that's the goal is that, you know, um, uh, we want the opportunity for everybody to match with music, but it obviously it takes sort of time and you have to dedicate like um, certain sort of uh, targeting and making sure that you have enough of a community for the community. So mm-hmm. that's the thing with, with dating apps or yeah, community based apps is that um, in order to connect people, you need like a good base of people to start with. And so that's always uh, a little bit tricky, um, but you have to just kind of like hone your focus in certain areas and, and grow it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, I meant so. So I think you kind of said this. Was was your first concert the Dead when you snuck out and got in trouble? No, actually, um, my <laughs> first concert was Rush. 
oh my god stop <laughs> really i love rush yeah right um so my first concert was rush i mean it wasn't that long before the dead incident so it was probably like yeah maybe that same year even um but yes, yeah, so my first concert was Rush. Um, my first album, um, I get asked sometimes about that, is I actually bought the soundtrack to Flashdance. Wow. Random. Okay. Yeah. That just hit you. What Was there a certain track that just really got you or you just um, love the movie? I did love the movie. I mean, the movie is, I mean, it's- It's beautiful. Great story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just, you know what? She is also driven by music, you know? Um I don't know. I, I really liked it. My first tape was Cindy Lauper, Two Colors. Cute. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't actually know what my first CD was, which is ironic because, I mean, I think I probably had more CDs than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I guess that moment wasn't that memorable for me. Uh, it was very memorable for me because I CDs, you know, they like – hit popularity right as I was becoming a person who had tastes other than just what my parents were telling me was cool. And so back in the day, the kids may not remember this, but there used to be television commercials that had, um, you know, music compilations that you could get. And I remember so distinctly that the I got two CDs for my birthday. I must have been like 12. And I remember asking for a CD player and asking for CDs. And I wanted Cher, um, the, the Believe album, which yes. is honestly so good. Like that album is just track after track of bangers. It has yeah. There's no, it, yes, there's no even need to like, yeah, explain. She, I totally understand. That's awesome. And also, pure moods. Do you remember pure moods? Uh, I don't. It sounds like something that I, I guess maybe vaguely. It sounds like something that you would play at a spa. Yeah, exactly. It was like Enya yeah. and a, and like some Native American singing with like. Uh, EDM pre proto EDM drums. Yes. <laughs> it's like spa music for '90s white guys who smell like patchouli and um, meditate. Um, yeah, it it's totally like the guy in High Fidelity who um, who wants the wrong Stevie Wonder album. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> which is a great movie. Uh, excellent movie. Yeah, okay. excellent like book. Um, a a series, or I guess a mediocre movie. series, yeah, starring bisexual Zoe Kravitz, yeah, who is you know uh, a descendant of you know rock uh, royalty, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, um, uh, a great, yeah, a good good to check out. Maybe all three mm-hmm. um, ways to like intake high fidelity. I totally agree. I am a huge Nick Hornby fan. Yeah, right. Also, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, and and then the, just getting the app loaded onto my phone. The other question is, you know, what was your first concert? And I had to think back. My first concert was my parents took me. My mother took me to Randy Travis um, with Brooks and Dunn opening at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. I remember so distinctly, like getting put on my parents' shoulders. And the smell of like cigarette smoke. God, it was heady. It was a beautiful time. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. Very, very exciting. I think I was like five. Are you so do you still have any 
um, like nostalgia or like for country music or Randy Travis, Brooks and Dunn? Oh, hell yeah. In fact, it took me um, probably 20 years to come out of the closet as a country music stan, as like a 90s, specifically like a 90s um, country music stan. And I am ready to fully embrace how much I love Reba McIntyre and uh, Alan Jackson way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. I mean, it's, it's poetry. It's pure poetry, honestly. But like very 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 marginally related to the type of music that I play as a as an old-time banjoist um so yeah country is still not something that I think I think most people think it's funny that there are country fans and it's also so easy to write anyone who's a country fan off as um Mm -hmm. being of a type you know white Christian conservative Mm -hmm. and um I think it's it's especially it's it's like hip hop in that it's one of the music types that you'll see on dating apps or on social media where people will be like, that's a deal breaker. Like, if you like country, you can go ahead and swipe left. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to say, if you are not open minded about country, it's going to be a hard left. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I will point out that on Violently we we use um, music terminology. So mm-hmm. we have pressing play, shuffle, and skip. Uh-huh. So there's no swiping at all. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the thing about country is, like any other genre, is so broad. Right. Oh, yeah. So it would be like saying some people, I don't classify, I do not classify these bands this way, but some people classify these bands this way, where they would put, like, in the same sentence, like, um, you know, Nickelback, let's say, oh and, um, you know, Metallica. Right, right, right. Because they're in the same genre technically, but they're not in the same league. They're not in the same cosmos, really. Right. So I think, look, like country, you know, um, there are so many different singers, singer-songwriters, um, mm-hmm. you know, more pop country, like more, yeah, all country, right? Yeah. Um and then also, yeah, sort of um, vintage country. Like there's so many different genres and influences like country and blues. And anyway, long story short, um, yeah, it's short-sighted to say I don't like country because actually you probably do like country um, in you know, some of the music that you like. You just don't even realize that mm-hmm. it's a country influence song. So I'm with you, but it takes time to like, un- you know, unwrap those sort of like hard um, burned in like country is – whatever stereotype like you like you mentioned and it's like come on i mean there's good reasons for those stereotypes to exist i get it yeah but, <laughs> but you know we're, we're like if you're sort of an evolved person you can look like one layer deeper right like mm-hmm. if you go to a, con- a country concert there actually are you know a multitude of different types of people there now is it predominantly maybe a certain type yes but just like any concert you know there's a lot of like if you go to coachella yeah obviously there's a lot of like people that go there that just want to be there for the scene. Um, but then there's a lot of other people that actually like go because they're like favorite bands playing and they've traveled across the country and you know, that mm-hmm. would be somebody you'd want to meet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think too, it's often really tied up in class in the same way with, with same way with hip hop. There's so many people that are willing to write off hip hop and it's like, okay, so you, you just have a problem with culture that you think comes out of poor, black or like urban America 
that's that's your real problem is that you feel like you disidentify with the culture that you think it comes out of and in the case of country it's like you think all the music is about um yeah uh poor white conservative christians um and they're singing about you know uh, they're bleeding red, white, and blue and save the troops or whatever, <laughs> support the troops. And it's like, there's, there, you know, you're, you're missing out on the Casey Musgraves or the Sturgill Simpsons. You're missing out on like psychedelic country that's ca- happening now and old time revival, which is very, uh, for, you know, probably more pertinent to our listeners, full of lesbians and bisexual women, wildly enough. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a deal breaker, I think, for me in my dating world to not be open minded to any music because there's usually something exciting to uncover. A hundred percent. Like I think about like Brandy Carlisle, for example, right? Love. Oh God. Um, you know, and it's like okay, here here's Brandy Carlisle, who is obviously. I mean, she's. I'd say. I mean, she's country folk um a little bit bluesy mm-hmm. and here's that voice is, oh yeah very bluesy with that voice yeah and here she is you know she can embrace a country community right it's just sort of silly like mm-hmm. for you know um someone else like i mean she's she's sort of um you know in it and um i love that she's you know she's who she is she's so talented she collabs with you know people in in the genre out of out of the genre um but yeah, I mean, look, there's so much crossover now with music. People can just pick up samples, you know, easily and like, you know, create their own music with, you know, um, other other people's, you know, beats behind it. Um, I mean, Lil Nas X, right? Right. Re- really great example. Another, like, I mean, just shattering stereotypes, pissing a lot of people off, um, <laughs> turning things on, on their head. But like, how cool is he? And I mean, he's gotten, I mean... Uh, a lot of mainstream obviously support and so that's super cool i think yeah we got to get out of this like this music genre equals this and this type of person because like that's just not realistic anymore you know mm-hmm. so one thing that's cool about the vinyl app um cool and also another possible barrier to entry is the it is not a visually based app it's not like put in a bunch of thirst trappy pictures and I think that one of the hard things about Tinder, but also what makes it so popular is that it is that it's yeah. just like looking at other people's lives and having a moment of being like, you're hot, you're not, <laughs> you know, whereas this is more substance based. You're actually sitting there imagining like, okay, what is this person like based on what they're interested in? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's right. It, it is, it is who we are. It is our identity. I mean, obviously understood that we could have gone several directions with this, mm-hmm. but you know, um, we, we wanted it to be all about the music. Right. And so, I mean, you know, that's, that's how you create a match with someone. Yes. We still have your picture, you know, which you can choose whatever picture that you want. Um, and then after that, obviously you could, you could just send as many, you know, thirst trap photos as you, as you, (laughs) but it's sort of like, I mean, you know, um, if I could use this metaphor, I guess it's sort of like the voice, right? Like where they start off and, you know, the, the coaches can only hear the voice, right. And then they turn around and then it's like, oh my God, wow, that's so Mm. cool. What I think that does is it, I mean, it really, um, removes bias, you know, Mm -hmm. 
if you're on a dating app because you like to like perpetually swipe, which is some people, like some people it's more about looking at, at people's photos and just like choosing and like thinking about like, you know, like tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's cool and that's fine. But yeah, if you actually want to try to meet someone, um, then that's what we're, we're about as well. I think there's got to be some kind of psychological damage that our generation has done to ourselves by participating in um, Tinder style swiping because of the fact that it is um, making snap judgments about people's looks more than anything else. And it, like you said, is kind of fun to swipe because it's the, it's the game hot or not. And so there is actually very little, intention to ever meet up with yeah. half the people that you're swiping right. on you're just you're you're just acknowledging like am i it, it, at a gut level attracted to this person or not mm-hmm. and you probably won't match and you probably won't have a conversation for more than five minutes if you do yeah. that's not really the intention the algorithm isn't like trying to get you to marry one another it's really not it's just to keep you swiping <laughs> they're not they're not they don't actually want you to to like fall in love that's not what tinder wants well i think it's like just social media in general like those apps mm-hmm. are very very reflective of social media actually leverage your social media profiles um in certain cases and you mm-hmm. know we are captivated um you know and we just scroll um, yeah we lose track of time and it's just like yeah it's not a real interaction but we're like addicts you mm-hmm, know? totally see that and so i mean it is it's difficult to like break free of that um but i think like if one part of your brain is into that and you know, that's fine then you open yourself up whether it's finally or whether it's another maybe it's just like you going out and pursuing your passion and like being open and meeting people that way, whatever it is, you know, I think once you get like a real interaction and like can build, you know, something in real life, like hopefully those things, maybe you rely on them less. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you have something, yeah, that's producing sort of the um, same, you know, um, dopamine that you're getting from, you know, scrolling or swiping, which is actually so what, you know, we, we, also think a lot about the science of music um, and, and building that. So, I mean, it, music um, creates dopamine in the, the brain. So when you're listening to music, that's pleasurable to you, whatever that is, it does create that. It does promote healing. I mean, there's a, a lot of actual benefits to music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, like it's not going to hurt you to like give it a shot, but I hear you that like, you're probably not going to give up the give up the swipe so easily. No. (laughs) Yeah. um, mm -hmm. Yes. It's, if you're actually looking for love, it's good to have your basically all windows and all doors open. Like why would you shut off a certain Avenue? But I feel like for me, I've gotten away from Tinder and, and these other apps because um, of that fatigue of just constant scrolling, it makes you feel more isolated yeah. in the end rather than connecting. And I, and I think that the vinyl vinyl might be a, an antidote for that because it's built on connection on something that really matters to everyone. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess some people don't care about music, but I don't know any of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, we are trying to save 
people's souls like one match at a time. I guess. Wow, that you is know? so cute. Not too Quit. Big, not too big um, <laughs> no, that's so yeah, cute. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. We just yeah, because like when you have music conversations, they really are like you know they're real and authentic and. You know, sometimes when you're at a concert or something and you just feel this connection with somebody, you just start rapping and you're, you know, you already have this common ground. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's really what it is. It's like a safe space for people who are into music and want to talk about it. And also, too, it's like not a political conversation. It's not, you know, um, you don't have to like, I don't know. I mean, you can choose to, but initially you're not treading into um, territory that might like, fence you off from someone initially like music kind of you know again like spans so many different types of of viewpoints um and you can then go have those difficult conversations after that but at least like you know your first conversations can be fun and positive that reminds me of um sort of exactly that um type of interaction i was at uh, there's this party in washington dc where i live called um the smiths is it the smiths versus the cure i don't remember it's it's a party at the um black cat and it's only the smiths and morrissey and the cure songs and so you know the type of person who goes there is um a low-key freak like they're goth and they and they wear black on the outside because black is how they feel on the inside and they know the lyrics to every single cure song and they are there in their stompy boots and Mm -hmm. i was dancing with the sweetest chick for like song after song and we were just getting down we we closed the place out and we were chatting for weeks after that and then we finally met up for a date and we just fought the whole time we fought about politics yes it was hilarious because i don't know i mean we we had this really magical connection about we both love the smiths but i mean like who doesn't a lot of people love the smiths i love the smiths and i would have been there i love the smiths and morrissey and the cure and that right there with you um and so yeah yeah, I, I get it. I mean, it's not a like silver bullet. No. Um, by any means. Um, it's but it was sexy when we were on the dance floor. Like if we had just been concert buddies, that would have been enough. We had fun. Can't, is there still a chance for that? Oh, hell no. Okay. No. She basically straight up was like, look, I would fuck you, but I couldn't tell anybody about it because your politics are noxious. I'm like, I love the boldness. I love that you think that I would fuck you when your politics are noxious, but Okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. But that's DC. Like, it's wild. I mean, people are really uh, wild. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm from that area. So, oh, I really? Yeah. I've seen shows at Black Hat and um, 930. I'm from mm-hmm. I saw Love the 930 Club. Yeah. So, The Dead, I saw at um, RFK Stadium. My God. No way. That is so funny. I used to live right over there. Well, yeah, it wasn't the best part of town. (laughs) And now it's like so cool. It's being um, turned into like mixed use playing fields. But then they're also the mayor is talking about trying to sell it to an NFL team. It's really disgusting and shady. Like it's bad. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Um, I actually met my last major relationship in uh, in line to um what is that one on u street uh, u street music hall and we were in line it wasn't to see cut copy it was something like that 
something like new disco. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so cute. Uh, it was total rom-com meet cute. Um, and we had swiped on each other on OkCupid, but never talked. And then we recognized each other in the line of this mm-hmm. concert. So vitally would have been perfect for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, um, and I think um, there are obviously, you know, a lot of people on the app. And so there will, just like any other app, there'll be people who you have a music match with and then don't jive with other people you have a music match with that you do jive with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's, that's really cool. Um, and so what we try to do is also just make like, we have a concert feature so that, you know, like it's sort of easy. You can suggest a date and like, you know, go, go meet them at a concert or because of the pandemic, um, we had to pivot to live streams. So mm-hmm. we created like our own actual, API because one didn't exist where it was like a feed um, of all the live streams, believe it or not, that wasn't like, so we created that. And then, um, you know, I think we're going to keep it actually even concert when concerts come back, because like, it's a way that you can um, like get your feet wet with somebody. So definitely both, you know, be watching the live stream and then like comment on it and like get, you know, maybe some things would would come out, I guess. Um, But, you know, the goal is to sort of talk about the music. And then if that works out, then you can go from there. I think that's going to be especially valuable to the lesbian and bisexual community because um, there are so many of us who are, really willing to expand our dating pool far beyond the range that we would even drive in in a day like yeah. i know so many women who've had long term long distance relationships before um they e- even just starting out or um you know women who dated multiple time zones apart yeah. it's so it's such a lesbian stereotype um but for good reason because when you connect with somebody authentically it's completely relevant where you live you'll just wind up there eventually it's fine lesbians don't mind <laughs> we'll travel we'll travel yeah. for love absolutely yeah you know um i think that is i that's very like today you know mm-hmm. what and look you can live and work kind of anywhere, you know, um, if you, if you happen to work for an employer, that's okay with that. And, and a lot of them are kind of coming to see, you know, like, Hey, people can actually work from home and be productive. And so hopefully that opens up the opportunity for people yet yeah, to be more open-minded about where they want to live, who they want to date, um, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, we have that option where you can keep your radius super small or you can um, expand it to all locations, um, we do have people that have downloaded it all over the world, actually. And yeah, I matched with somebody in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was cute. Um, I have another question mm-hmm. for you, and that is: Has anybody at Spotify um, helped you to develop your app, or uh, do they have they commented on your app? Does anybody? No, no they're. I mean, they're a pretty big company and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, no, we kind of, you know, we do our own thing. I mean, um, there are, uh, you know, a lot of apps that build off of Spotify mm-hmm. um, data. And so, you know, for us, like we said, it's a, it's an, it's a component definitely um, of the app that drives some of the data. Um, but we, um, you know, also try to round that out with non-Spotify things. Mm-hmm. But no, no, we've not had any type of interest or, or anything. Um, and, and that's all right. We're right kind of you know, um, doing what we do, um, and staying kind of true to, true to vinyl because like I said, I think we, we see ourselves, we're a music dating app. So mm-hmm. we want to be able to provide that no matter how you listen to music. 
Rachel, was there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you during this interview? Um, you asked really great questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't. I don't think so. You know, anything I, that you want to well, wrap up with about your app and how everyone should download it right away. A hundred percent. Everybody should download it right away <laughs> um, and and give it a shot and give us uh, feedback. Or um, you know, uh, we. Uh, I think people tend to leave feedback sometimes that when they have an issue. But you know, if you have positive feedback, mm-hmm. and we're we're happy to hear it. Um, you know, we would like to, um, you know, be thought of obviously, um, in every type of community. So whether it's, yeah, you know, sort of lesbian, bisexual, non-binary, we strive to be inclusive. I think we are going to continue to, um, you know, focus on that, um, and, and try to deliver like a good amount of matches for everyone and, um, you know, good insights for, for everybody. Uh, but yeah, in general, um, go check it out. Let us know what you think. And I hope it, I hope it is, you know, a good, good experience. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rachel. It was really a pleasure getting to chat with you. And I, I love Vinally. I thought it was really fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for the time and getting to um, talk to you and your listeners. Yeah. All right. You have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.